welcome. It is a gas, gas to be here to, this morning. We really appreciate it. This, this, this is loud. It's loud in my ear. Okay, that's better. Um, again, welcome to the, um, the broadcast today. My name is Willie Lawson, and I trust that you are well on this, what's today, Wednesday. You know, whenever you have a day off, I was like, I don't know what day it is. Uh, my, my life has been such that um, for a while, I really, I mean, for, uh, for the past, I don't know, a year or so, I've really only worked three days a week, um, <laughs> but um, so it is. It's been it's been weird, frankly. Um, so I've not had a normal schedule like everybody else, where you work Fridays a week and you have weekend off. Um, that has not been my thing, and currently it isn't still because I work three days at one place and then maybe two or three at the other place. So I may so I'm gonna I work Monday to normally Monday Tuesday and Wednesday for sure, and then maybe Thursday maybe Friday maybe Saturday. <laughs> so it's you know and and it's so it's it's been it takes a little bit to get used to especially when you sort of get used to a routine and then you get thrown out of your routine and it all it takes is like a day off during a week. <laughs> Like Labor Day. I trust your Labor Day was great. Um, and now I don't know what day it is. It's Wednesday. Even yesterday, I wasn't really sure what day it was. Um, because it was my first day back at my, you know, regular gig, teaching saxophone, flute, and clarinet. So I was, woke up this morning. I was like, I'm not sure what day it is. It's Wednesday, though. Thank you. Welcome to your Wednesday, your wonderful Wednesday. And this is Morning Report. Um, today, uh, we got to talk about... At least three things that um, sort of floated to the top of my Twitter feed and the things that I, I'm, I'm concerned about. Um, and we're going to get to all three of them. Now, there is a little tete-a-tete with um, Senator Ted Cruz and Mayor Lori Lightfoot of Chicago, where um, Mayor Lightfoot admonishes Senator Cruz to keep Chicago's name out of his mouth. Really, sort of a ratchet hood thing to say. Um, any case, um, the 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 comments are on gun control, and we have had in any number of the broadcasts that you've heard me do, because you guys who've heard me know that I always compare, you know, whatever happens in any mass shooting to what's happening right now in the petri dish of gun control in Chicago. So we'll get to that here in a little bit. There's an article in townhall.com that we will refer to. Um, and there's a guy that I follow on Twitter, um, who follows me too. Um, he, he is, um, Jeff, the conservatarian, um, and he's listened to the program a number of dates. He is the founder and of the culture beat and author of Liberty at Liberty nation and at red state. He's a professional conservatarian, contra- contrarian, and, um, so he, <laughs> I know he hashtag exhausted majority. It's just it's just tiring, you know. So I'm going to comment on a tweet that he sent out and the response that it got when it concerns um, something that we've talked about on the show forever. The GOP needs to interface with the black community, not because we give a damn about the GOP. But we understand that that there's an ally for the GI, for the GOP out there, and there is um, a concern in Black America that does not necessarily go along with their getting from the Democrat Party, and it has been it has been negligent. The GOP has been negligent in addressing the concerns of 13% of America's population. And that's what it's really all about. We'll talk about that in a little bit, too. Um, they also are going to talk about the, of course, whenever, you know, there's two things that you can depend on, right, um, anymore. If there's a mass shooting, then the left comes out and cries about gun control. Or if there's a hurricane, the left comes out and and, and now cries about climate change and um, how... We ought to do something. And now uh, it's in this country, it's even 
it's even Donald Trump's fault that we pulled out of the um, Paris Accords and that if we don't do something, I love that, if we don't do something here in the United States, then everybody in the world is going to die and it's going to be Donald Trump's fault and it's going to be the, the fault of anybody who supports Donald Trump. And we are the science deniers. Those, these are the same people who think, think that it's a blob inside a woman and not a baby. And I'm the science denier because I don't necessarily believe that or think that these hurricanes are anything other than, I don't know, say it with me, people, nature. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about this morning. I, I, I trust that that meets your needs this morning on this great Wednesday morning. Uh, I can't really tell. I think it's a little cloudy out. Um, we survived, you know, where I live here in Florida on the West Coast. We obviously survived the hurricane just fine. Um, my uh, my sister-in-law text, texted my wife last night, oh, yesterday afternoon, asking if we were okay and we're fine. I mean, you know, nothing, actually nothing happened here. Nothing. But I was pretty sure that it wouldn't. But nothing happened here. We're fine. And we were, and we were fine the entire time. Um, I know that the first, the the first forecast had um, Hurricane Dorian as a Category One storm coming right, li- literally right through my front yard, but that didn't materialize, and nothing like nothing even close to that materialized. So we're fine. Thank you so much. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your concern. We're good. And my birthday is in two days. That will be Friday, right? Yeah, Friday. So. And um, if you're wondering what to get me, I have an Amazon wish list. I worked on it yesterday. I'll be working on it again tomorrow. <laughs> I mean today uh, and tomorrow. So if you're wondering, what do you get a guy that seems to have everything? Everything is what you get him. <laughs> you get him the stuff he wants. Anyway, that's on my Amazon wish list. And I, I did it, and I know it's brazen and bold and obnoxious that I did that. But hell, I you know what I hear? I hear the cam girls, you know the webcam girls. They do that too. So hell, if the webcam girl can do that, why can't the podcast guy? Feel me? So there you go. Um, and and it's all stuff basically to help the um, the video portion of of our program that my wife and I do on Mondays on Facebook and in our YouTube channel. That's what it is. And it's just the stuff that will help us out lighting and stands and that kind of stuff. So if you're interested in helping out a little bit and get me a present, um, I have an Amazon wish list. <laughs> Nutty, right? Nutty that I have an Amazon wish list as I do. So if you're interested, go to it, buy something. Amazon comes to our house freaking every other day anyway. So it wouldn't be like a big load on them. In any case, we're going to take a little break. We'll be back uh, with more of the program. Can't wait to get into this, you know, some of these things because it's really, really interesting to me. And um, we'll be back right after these messages. Hey, y'all, Jeff Foxworthy here. Now, if you've ever found yourself repeating the same thing over and over for 75 years, you might be Smokey Bear. Only you can prevent wildfires. That's why I'm filling in for Smokey to switch things up, because there's a lot more to say. And I should know, because my grandfather was a firefighter. And one of the things he taught me is that the people that love the outdoors the most are often the ones accidentally starting wildfires, which means... Always BYOB. <laughs> no, bring your own bucket to the campfire. And be extra careful with things like burning yard trimmings. Don't just walk away, or chances are you might be starting a wildfire. So, for the love of the outdoors, go to smokybear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When floodwaters reach your door? When wildfires are engulfing the edge of your neighborhood? Or an earthquake is destroying buildings? When a tornado is tearing through town? 
or a hurricane strikes? Or is the best time perhaps today? During a disaster, you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think. And it's not always as simple as using your cell phone. That's why now is the time to take action. Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect dancers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Appreciate it. We appreciate it. Thank you ever so much. And only you can prevent forest fires. I think that's what the line was. Um, thank you, Jeff. I'm sure. You, I'm sure your grandpa was a firefighter, and thank you for thank him for his service if he is still um, with us. Um, but I think the line is only you can prevent forest fires because we had to get the alliteration in. All right. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Ever since I've been playing that PSA, it's bothered me that he says wildfires because I don't think the smoky bear that I grew up with said wildfires. I think the smoky bear that I grew up with said forest fires. Now, why the change? I don't know. Anyway, one of the most, well, it's, it's almost humorous, really. Uh, you know, it, it's it, that thing that's going on is between Senator Ted Cruz and Lori Lightfoot. Lori Lightfoot is the first time mayor of the city of Chicago. Um, she uses the, the, the diminutive, uh, and I only say that because I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I just thought it was interesting. Now I know when I say, when I mention the things I'm going to mention, people on the left will say, why do you have to mention that she's a lesbian? Cause she did. Um, why do you have to mention that she's short? Because she did. Um, <laughs> she, <laughs> I swear to you, and this is terrible. And I'm not going to apologize for it. In the name of Dave Chappelle, I am not going to apologize for it. But she looked like um, Little Sweet from the Dr. Pepper commercial when I first saw it. She looked like a mini version of uh, a Little Sweet, and she looked like a mini version of Prince when I first saw her. I thought, okay, Chicago, good luck with all that. But in any case, um, Senator Cruz. Let me get to the article. Senator Cruz was talking about because we have to because you have to talk about it. You have to talk about um, what happens when we start talking about these mass shootings because the left comes out instantly and their solution is the same thing they always they always push forward is that we need quote common sense gun gun legislation end quote now common sense now are they do they ever really define that no well actually you're starting to get some people who define it now uh, and that's confiscation that means that the that, that, that the they want the repeal of the second amendment and they don't want guns anywhere they want an australian type of or or a uk type of gun um confiscation from the american citizens that's what they want and this is a fundamental battle. This is just this is not some something added that you can blow off. This is a fundamental battle. Uh, battle. Now, the the right, those people who are, are who are supporters of the Second Amendment and the the, the uh, people who can who support being able to protect themselves and being able to keep and bear arms as a not a constitutional right, but a natural right. See, in this is a mistake that even people who are, quote, supporters of the Second Amendment um, make. That the government never has given American citizens the right to bear arms. If you understand any of that, that has 
everything to do with a confirmation of natural rights, the natural rights. That's basically all of the Bill of Rights are just a confirmation of what the founders believed were natural rights. And they wanted to make sure, they just wanted to make sure that governments years down the line, like now, would never forget. But this is not something, a right that the government has given people. Not at all. It's a, it, it's a right that is mentioned in the Constitution as a confirmation of natural rights. So if you start backing that out, what other right, natural right, will the left deem controllable by government? So when your natural rights are repealed by government, that's tyranny, my friends. Now you live somewhere where you didn't ever think you would live. That's not liberty. That's tyranny. They confiscate your, 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 your guns. They confiscate your wealth. And if, you, and if you don't give them your money, they confiscate your freedom. That's tyranny, my friends. And if you want to live like that, well, there are other countries you can go to. There are other places in the world that will take care of you from cradle to grave as long as you don't have a firearm and as long as you give them 70% of your money, you can live. Sounds like a mafia thing, doesn't it? Sounds like organized crime, doesn't it? You can go live there and be and be well and be well taken care of for the rest of your life if if liberty isn't an important thing to you. Okay, so I got off a little bit. But anyway, Senator um, Senator Cruz is um, mentioning, like I've mentioned here a thousand times, every time there's one of these mass shootings, what happens is the left wants to say that we need more, quote, common sense gun legislation, end quote, right? So, and I've said here that Chicago is a Petri dish for the experiment of gun control. A, a Petri dish. And if I was going to experiment with very, very stringent gun control, I would do a lot of the things that Chicago's already doing. Uh, president Obama, while he was president, suggested that the United States adapt or adopt similar sort of gun control laws as they have in the city of Chicago. I said to myself, N -n -n uh, no, that <laughs> wouldn't seem to make things more dangerous. And I, have, and I have a program out there that you've probably heard already called Hey Jackass. Um, and, um, it isn't that I'm talking about calling someone stupid, but there's a website out there called, Hey Jackass. Um, it is one of my new favorite places. It, it, it follows the Chicago crime statistics. And right now, year to date, 322 people shot and killed in the city of Chicago. 322 people in a place that has some of the most stringent gun control laws in the country. This week, this week in three days, six people shot and killed. This month, 46 people shot and killed. Now down 18% from last year, so that's positive, but still 46, 46, 46 people killed, shot and killed in the city of Chicago this month. Um, every three hours and six minutes, somebody is shot. Every 16 hours and 46 minutes, someone is murdered in Chicago. And that's just numbers. That's just the numbers. That's just the numbers um, are the reality. So when Ted Cruz mentions that um, in a series of tweets, that her anger is misplaced is that the, the deal is that it is a Petri dish. He didn't say that. I said that it is an experiment um, uh, for, for gun control that obviously is not working because what criminals don't follow laws. Her response is hysterical, really hysterical, funny and hysterical, <sighs> right? That her response was, that 
most of the guns confiscated don't even come from Illinois. Well, of course they don't. They come from um, irresponsible states run by Republicans. And that's how they get in. So it's not our fault that our laws aren't working. It's not our fault. So he needs just to keep Chicago out of his mouth when he's talking about this stuff. And, and that phrase he did say. <laughs> it is funny that Mayor Lightfoot doesn't even hear what she's saying. The fact of the matter is that what you're doing or what you've done in Chicago is that you have effectively disarmed a lot of people in hopes that the criminals would follow the laws of your area. That's what you've done. Criminals are criminals because they don't follow your law. And it's not Illinois, I mean, and it's not Indiana's fault or any of the surrounding states' fault or, or Ohio, any of the surrounding areas of Wisconsin. It's not their fault. It's the criminals' fault that are bringing the guns in. It isn't like the, um, the, the governor of Indiana is saying, we need to ship 6,000 6, um, Glocks to um, Chicago this week. That's not happening. But again, they say these kind of things and they give themselves away. What they want is a complete confiscation of guns everywhere. Because these kind of these quote common sense gun laws don't work. Now, I would say that they will continue not to work because because criminals will find guns and bring them into the country anyway. Well, Willie, how can you say that? Well, I will say it this way. Because you remember, just say no to drugs. You know that heroin is illegal. You know that crack is illegal. You know that cocaine is illegal. And you knew that up until recently in almost every place in the union, and I still, still think at a federal level, marijuana is illegal. And if you go to California, you, you smell pot freaking everywhere how to get there so quickly did it all grow there overnight no it, it, it's being brought it was being brought in from um from south and central america for years like cocaine and all the products you can make from co from powdered cocaine um heroin all sorts of drugs being brought into the country on a daily basis no matter how good our borders, you know, what our, our, our border people are in detecting these, these shipments and the co how good the Coast Guard is, it comes in by the metric ton, illegal drugs every day. What makes anybody think that guns will not be the next product of the cartels? in Mexico and in Colombia and other places and other places, you know, in our hemisphere. What makes you think? What evidence do you have that guns won't be the next cocaine, won't be the next heroin? This is questions that nobody will ask. Well, but me. I'll, I'll continue to ask them because I think that they're good questions. And I also know that many people have a damn answer for it. So the only thing that we can do or should do is continue in our trek to uphold the natural laws that allow us to defend ourselves and to defend our persons, which we own in whatever way that we can. And if Bearing arms is is one way to do that, then so be it. And we need to prosecute people who um, who hurt other people to the fullest extent of the law as best we can. 
Um, you cannot live in a society that is that has liberty and safety. Liberty almost immediately cancels out safety sometimes. That's just a reality of life. It just does. And even and even my um, my most conservative friends don't like it when I say that. But liberty almost immediately will cancel out safety or perceived safety. Right? Because you can't make everything safe. It's not possible. If you look at these countries and I've got I got only I, I, I I'm getting at the getting to the bottom of the program here. Um getting to the 30-minute point. Anyway, but if you look at these countries that have um, confiscated people's guns, now you have attacks in London where people are attacking police officers with machetes and chopping them up like it's the 14th damn, like it's the 14th century in the middle of the streets of London and the other cops can't get close because they're not the bobbies who are who have the firearms with them? So they can't they can't rocket off a shot and save a fellow police officer's life. They have to stand and watch someone be chopped up with a machete. Knife attacks are on the rise everywhere, and in and in this and in the UK. Acid attacks are on the rise everywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, this perceived safety that you're looking for is not there. And it's not there because of the dark heart of man. So the only thing that you can do is stand on the side of liberty. It is our only play in this quote game end quote is to stand on the side of liberty now you may not like from time to time some of the political characters but I don't care I'm not attached to any of the political characters I don't care I don't Trump I don't know I don't care Bush, I don't, you know, I don't care. You know, none of those things really matter to me. None, none of those people and their personalities really matter to me. What we have to do is we have to side on the side of freedom and liberty. Always. Because if we don't, like Reagan said, we, we, we are the last hope for freedom and liberty in the world. If freedom and liberty doesn't exist here, it doesn't exist anywhere on the planet. There's nowhere you can go. And that's just that, that's just our reality. All right, we're going to get back. Uh, I'm going to take a little break. We'll be back in a little bit. I'm going to talk about a, um, a subject that um, got brought up by my friend um, on Twitter. Um, let's see here. Jeff the Conservatarian. And I sent him the link, and hopefully he'll be listening in later. Um, and he'll send me an email or tweet me and if I'm on target with this or not. So I'm looking forward to that. I want to take a little break. We'll be back right after these messages. Something feels different. It could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash our stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. This is Willie Lawson for the Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. You can have access to a growing nationwide network of attorneys and legal experts. You can get bail assistance 
Um, the network provides up to $25,000 to post bail on behalf of a member who has used force in self-defense. The fee deposit to your attorney immediately after a self-defense for representation during questioning and other vital defense services. You can reach us at ARM Citizens Legal Defense Network. Our number is 360-978-5200. That's 360-978-5200. Or go to www.armedcitizensnetwork.org. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work. <laughs> I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active. Another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes. Another if you've got high blood pressure. If you're overweight, raise another finger. Two if you're very overweight. And three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio prediabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Hey, welcome back. Thank you again. Thank you again for um to, for spending some time with me. We appreciate that this morning. Um, this is a um a thing that we want to do most mornings called the morning report, and uh, it's, it's actually an idea that uh, my me and my friend uh, Paul Swanson had a while ago, and we did it uh, we did it with video, and um, this is and and frankly, it was really before I was ready to do video. Um, I didn't have any lighting. I mean, it was just it was awful. Um, but and maybe we'll we maybe we'll do it again because I think it I, I think it's something that we need and it's a good start to the um, the person who's who isn't a slobbering leftist. Um, we hope to I hope to reach um, people who are Republican, uh, people who, who who are center right, people who are who are conservative, um, and some of the people who are libertarian. I don't know if I can get as far as you as you are. I don't know if I can. I'd be okay with um, privatizing um, the police force because my question then is where do they get their authority? Um, so I don't want to get into I don't want to get into the weeds and all those arguments, but I want to do this for the majority of people who aren't slobbering leftists about that. Um, so when I'm talking today, I'm, I want you to know that I'm not talking to them necessarily. I'm not talking to the left. Uh, I'm talking to you who are listening. I don't. I'm not here to convert anybody. So don't put me in that category because that's not what I'm here to do. But I did want to talk about something that I, I saw on Twitter. It's one of the things that, golly, I can't get off Twitter. I've, you know, all these years I've been saying I got to get off Facebook. And that's true. I do. I do. I do. Lord, Lord, Lord knows like I need to get away from Facebook because Facebook drives me absolutely nutty. It just makes me crazy. You know, um, Here's the deal, though. Um, Jeff mentioned that it may be time, and it's beyond, it's past time, for the GOP to start addressing the black community. Now, what you know is that I've been saying that for years, and almost everybody I know has been saying that for years. I mean, for years, that they continue to miss out on opportunities. They continue to miss out. GOP continues to miss out on on, on, opportun on opportunities that 
um, could help them and help 13% of the American population. So Jeff mentions this in a tweet and immediately this so-called um, conservative Republican says, it's just pandering. It's just pandering. You know? Well, it's not pandering. It's not pandering. And I agree that here's the deal. It's the GOP doing its due diligence. I believe this is a tweet. Let me see. If the GOP actually did speak to blacks and other minorities face to face, it wouldn't be special treatment. It'd be the exact same treatment that white voters get from the party. If they did this, they would be applying conservatism equally, not just only to one group. This is this is it. This is the statement. But they learned that they don't need they don't need black votes to win. Now the the problem is still the same is that you if you're going to represent everybody then you need to talk to everybody here's another tweet but somehow talking to black voters is is pandering um, then I asked them if they can make a single political party in recent memory that has earned the votes of a target group by ignoring them I've never gotten a valid answer so somehow the Republicans are supposed to earn the votes of this 13% of the population, but never talk to them directly. Exactly. My silence says that, 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 you know, that kind of thought is ridiculous. It's outrageous. Why? In this country. That you can talk. Every, you can talk to everybody. You can talk to every micro, nano subgroup you want. You can talk to gay nuns on dope, right? As a micro group, as a micro target group. But if you talk to black, you can talk to gay people, right? And inside that group, you can talk to transgender people. You can talk to the queer people. You can talk to the bisexual, the gay, the lesbian, right? But if you decide to talk directly face to face with black people, then somehow you are pandering. There are more black people in America than gay people. Hmm? What? Yes. Yes. And in some areas, there are more black people than Hispanic people. Not everywhere. Hispanic people are are outnumbering black people pretty, pretty quickly. But still with 13% of the population or 11% of the population, um, black people are worth talking to. If you're going to earn their support. I mean, you can't, what, what, what the GOP has been doing recently is just pointing out what, hell, what black people already knew. The Democrat Party only wants votes. They don't give a damn. And we can tell by how we live, especially in our major cities. We can already tell that. You know what? You can't tell. You can't get on. You know what? God bless Candace Owens. Uh, and this is not an anti-Candace Owens rant. It isn't. I like Candace. Um, congratulations on your nuptials, hon. That's awesome. It's the second best thing you've ever, maybe, yeah, second best thing you've ever done. It's going to be the third best thing you've ever done. The first best, first best thing you've ever done is that you received your salvation. Um, the second best thing that you that you'll do is that you'll have children. And the third best thing you've ever done is that you married George. It'll be great. You hit the trifecta. Congratulations, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I really do. So don't take my next statement. No one, none of you, butthole, take my next statement as as being a an anti Candace Owens rant. It isn't. But what Candace Owens has done, and she's done this for white people, basically, because black people already knew everything that Candace Owens was saying is true. Which is why white liberals had such a huge problem with it. But it was too late. We already knew. We already knew. 
that even in our, in our, in our major cities that have been run by Democrats and liberals for, for, for 50 years, that all they care about is, is votes. All they do is say um, that Republicans are the boogeyman, right? They don't care about you. And if you, and if you leave us, then we can't protect you. It's the same speech that the overseer gave the slave in the movie 12 Years a Slave. If you leave the plantation, and I hate that reference, but the line is, if you leave the plantation, I can't protect you. If you escape, I can't protect you. Democrats have been telling black people that for years. All Candace Owens did was get into Congress and, and tell everybody, basically. But most black people, frankly, if they were going to tell the truth about anything, they're held. Girl, we already know that. We already know that. And white people ask, and, even, uh, uh, and white conservatives always act like, I didn't know. I didn't know they did. I didn't know that you knew that, you know. <laughs> when white people are, are all excited that they found Candace Owens finally, and they want to tell me that they found Candace Owens because that's supposed to build some. I'm supposed to be now more allied. They're allied with me now because Candace Owens is, you know, they they know about that. And I'm like, I always tell them, you know what? Shit, I've been trying to tell you all that for years. There are people that I work with, black people, black conservative people, black Republican people that I've worked with for years in this community, for years who've been saying that for years. I've got, dang it, I got black people who are registered Democrats who've been saying that for years. This is not new. This is not a revelation. The problem is that everybody's, you know what? Everybody is behaving like somehow it is, and and that's that's the crazy part for me. Everybody's behaving like somehow this is some revelation that this is something new. Ain't 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 nothing, ain't nothing new about this. Nothing. And a lot of us have been saying directly to Republicans that unless you come out and talk to these communities directly that you just don't drive through that you stop the damn car if you're Mitt Romney when you're going through the black area of town when he was running for office and go over to the um, and I, I forget the name of the cafe right now and have a meeting have a town hall meeting with people who live there and and show yourself and answer questions then how is anyone how how are black people supposed to say oh this person earned my vote cuz you better I mean cuz they have to earn your vote I'm sorry you just don't get it you personally don't get my vote because you say that you're under the banner of these uh, of this political ideology, that's not enough. If it's if it's local, you got to come and talk to me. You got to come and talk to my neighborhood community. That ain't pandering. That's doing your due diligence. And until Republicans get that, then they are always going to be suffering in the black community, which is why they're suffering now. Because the door and the frustrating part for me is the door has been it was it's open. And thanks to the most um, improbable person that I could have ever thought of because of Donald Trump, it's been kicked wide open. And that's the most improbable situation that I could have ever not seen coming. Not that I thought that Donald Trump was a racist, but I thought that Donald Trump had so much baggage and, and had and had so many people pushing against him that black people would sort of be agnostic in this situation, and they've not been. I really did. I thought black people would sort of be agnostic about about Trump, and they haven't been. They're more and more, and it's getting and it's getting it's getting different. It's more and more supportive. And again, I've not attached any of this stuff to 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 political individuals. But what I'm what I'm concerned with is that the GOP, as an organization, a central organization, and its affiliates around the country, are not getting the damn message and us GOP candidates in, in federal, state, and local elections are not getting the message. 
you're going to have to go to the chicken joint in the hood and sit quietly and listen and answer questions just like you do at the coffee shop in the suburbs where you feel safe ideologically where they're going to throw you slow pitch softball questions you can knock out of the park with bumper sticker crap you're going to have to go and take the fastballs the baseballs thrown in you know what fast and close you'll be you're gonna be aiming for your head and then you'll learn the respect of these communities and then we can get some change possibly some change that really matters in the place that change needs to happen the most and that's all that Jeff was saying and that's all I've been saying all the time that's all I've been saying this is what we need to do and if the GOP as a national organization state organization local organization with candidates along those lines don't get that reality I'm going to tell you, eventually, the left is going to be able to just stand and point and go, well, where are they? They say they care. They say that they that their values will matter here, but they never come. They're like the absentee parent. They want your love, and they want, the, and they want your support, and but they never show up. It's your birthday. You ain't seen them. It's Christmas, you ain't seen them. It's Thanksgiving, you haven't seen them. This is what I'm talking about. And I'm not talking about any of this nonsensical bullshit of, um, and I said it that way, excuse me, of, of, of these reach, you know, these outreach programs. I'm talking about candidates setting up meetings in the very same way they set up meetings in every other community in town and answering the hard question. I'm not talking about outreaches and parties and balloons and stuff and speeches. I'm not talking about any of that because that's all that's all bullcrap. All of it. I'm talking about infusing yourself into the community. Now we're getting back to community infusion. You guys remember that when I was talking about community infusion? I don't know. 10 damn years ago, you remember? Still talking about it. All right, we're going to take a little break. We'll be back with more of the... uh, And Jeff, I hope I covered that to your satisfaction, sir. Uh, We'll be back um, and covering hurricanes and climate change. Hurricanes and climate change. That should be a rap song. for a reliable transportation but you don't have a bunch of money are you wary of used car types and you should be you just need a car you can afford and a dealer you can trust great news good guy cars is here john desbrow is something you don't find every day an honest used car dealer good guy cars is at 8412 Industrial Boulevard in Tampa, Florida. The phone number is 813-999-9992. That's 813-999-9992. The web address is www.goodguycars.com. You're tired of the cold? You're tired of the taxes? It's time to move to Florida. And our friend... Gary Knight at New Homes of Tampa Bay is the perfect person to help you. You can just give Gary a call at 813-770-9452 or you can go to the website to look for your brand new home at www.newhomestpa.com. Move to Florida. It's about time.
Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash our stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. back we appreciate you um we do can't i mean i just can't i can't say it enough i can't say it enough times how much we appreciate you being here and spending some time with us on the program um you can look for the program on this program is now on spotify it's on google podcast uh it's on cast box um you know and it's again it's going to be on the um the network the fight back media group network um it's gonna take you a little bit because i got to download it and then upload it to the network uh, we're not doing shows live there yet hopefully we'll be able to do li- show, live shows there in the next month and that way I won't that won't save me a step <laughs> uh, anything that saves me a step anything that that I can automate is best uh, that way first of all I don't have to do it second of all I don't have to remember to do it so if I can not have to remember to do it and I don't have to do it and it gets done anyway life is good Anyway, I want to talk about hurricanes and climate change. Just like we talked about a little earlier, I mentioned if there's a mass shooting, the left immediately comes out with um, uh, their solution of gun control. And now if there is a, if it rains hard or if it snows hard, um, the left comes out with, of course, this is the ravages of climate change. And they are, uh, they are solid in their thought or in their, their message that, this, there is something that we can do about it. And they're also solid in their thought and their message that, especially in America, that this is falling squarely at the feet of us science deniers. Science deniers. People who are denying the, the reali- their, their reality of cl- global climate change. And, the, deny- and we're denying that humans have some part in it anthropomorphic I think is the word um, climate change is what they're looking at they, they called it global warming for a while until we figured out wait a minute the planet's not warming up um, it hadn't warmed up in years right but the climate is worldwide changing and that first of all it's our first of all the, the tenets of that is first of all it is because of humans second of all there's something we can do about it okay Respectfully ask these questions. Now, you're going to get called a name no matter how nicely you ask. Ask this question. What is the perfect average temperature of Earth? What temperature do we have to get to that these things don't happen as virulently as they're happening now? How do we, you know, ask this question, how do we stop a Hurricane Dorian. How do we stop a Hurricane Dorian? How do we stop hurricanes like Andrew and Michael? What do we have to do? And tell me, st- get, get, try to answer these questions. Ask these questions. How do we get these not to happen? And how can we get them to happen so not? I mean, to not happen so quickly that in my lifetime. That in my lifetime, I can see the benefit from. They don't have an answer for that because there isn't any answer to that. And this is how I know. When I'm having this discussion with somebody who is a climate alarmist, I will say to them, because I love doing this, okay, I don't disagree that the climate of the earth is changing. I don't. I disagree with you. But I would, I would submit that it's been changing forever. The climate of the earth always changes. The earth is a 
living, breathing ecosystem that even with the advent of man and the ascent of industrialized man has always changed. Even before that, and I am of the I'm I'm really of the I'm really of the mind that at some point the Earth will sneeze and shake us off the planet, humans off the planet, like a dog drying himself from water, and will continue. So, what is the perfect temperature of Earth that would prevent these storms from happening? And if these storms, the storms that we're dealing with here, most of them come off the coast of Africa. So do we need to address what's going on in Africa first? Um, Do we need to address that first? Or do we need to address what's happening in Tampa, Florida first? Where do we address this now? Where are the most polluted areas of Earth that are belching out the the, the largest amounts of CO2? Where do we address, should we address those places first where it's worse? It's like if I've got a sucking chest wound, I don't need a manicure. No matter how raggedy my nails are, if I've got a second, about a sucking chest wound, I don't need a manicure. That can be done later. So, where in the world do we need to address the problem? Is it because we are losing um, acres of rainforest land, none of which are in the United States? Is it because um, there are factories? belching noxious fumes and smoke into the air. And that with CO2 and all the other pollutants that are ca- that's causing the greenhouse effect. Remember that? We didn't even talk about the greenhouse effect anymore. Where is that happening? And should we address those areas first? Or should I just not use plastic straws? To save the planet. Think about what a dumbass thing that is. Think this this is the thing about what a dumbass thing thing that is. That if I don't use a plastic straw, that if I use one of those horrible paper straws that come from trees, by the way, you have to cut down trees to make paper straws. And if you cut down trees, trees don't put oxygen back into the air to clean the carbon dioxide. Okay, well anyway. Um, <laughs> just I'm just saying that if I don't use plastic straws, that if I cut down trees and use paper straws, that I'm going to save the earth. That I'm going to be a part of saving the earth. It doesn't really take much. It doesn't. So don't get caught up in all that. Just don't. Get in your SUV. Drive across town to the store. Get yourself a box of paper straws and enjoy. Now, you might want to try the metal straws because you just don't want to keep buying plastic straws. That, If that's better for you, cool, do that. But don't be suckered or guilted into believing this climate alarmist nonsense. All right, we got to get out of here and make room for somebody else. Thank you for coming to the program today. My name is Willie Lawson. You can find this program everywhere and wherever you find it. Please send me an email, WLS860 at gmail.com, letting me know where you heard the program. Till we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody, and for goodness sakes, y'all take care of yourself.